Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. Dave LaGreca and WWE Hall of Famer and the greatest tag team wrestler of all time, Bully Ray and I. Talk all about Monday Night Raw, the return again of Goldberg. We have a new Raw Women's Champion in Nikki Ash. Oh boy, Karrion Cross makes his debut. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I gotta be honest with you, Bully. I was left scratching my head coming out of that show last night. Again, Outside of Nikki Ash, boy, this company does not want to create new stars. Holy shit. They love the same old, same old. Let's bring it back, baby. We got SummerSlam coming up. We have no fucking confidence in anybody on our roster, so let's bring them back. If you like 1999, you'll love Monday Night Raw in 2021. Let's bring them back. I'm not going to disagree with anything that you just said there about their inability to create the stars of tomorrow. But I do not think Raw was painful. And I think the number one thing that made it a halfway decent show were the fans in attendance. You got to be fair and you got to be honest. You got to look at it at 30,000 feet. Was the beginning of the show painful? Was, the jo- was John Cena opening the show painful? Not at all. It was, there was a lot of excitement in the crowd. Yes. Hey, when Keith Lee showed back up, there was a lot of excitement in the crowd. When Goldberg yes. showed up, there was a lot of excitement in the crowd. There, were, there was a lot of excitement in the crowd for the false finishes during uh, um, Charlotte and Rhea. There was a lot of excitement in the crowd when Nikki Ash cashed in. When you get that much excitement from the crowd, I, I would never put the word painful on that. Decisions that were made, completely questionable. Some of which... I have no answer for this morning. But as far as a painful three hours, no. It, it, it definitely had its dips. There were things that I actually threw. I was sitting on my couch. Mm-hmm. And at one point during one of the finishes of the match, I threw my pillow at the TV. Because I just, I, I was so taken back by it, didn't understand it. And the match was Karrion Cross versus Jeff Hardy. I was questioning why the you know taking the entrance of the way 
No Scarlet, yada, yada. But then when I saw that it was going to be against Jeff Hardy, I actually said out loud and Velvet heard me. I was like, all right, bye-bye, Jeff Hardy. Because I figured Jeff was going to get beat. Now, maybe that's exactly why they did what they did. But talk about the wrong guy to try to fool us with. It's Karrion Cross. Yeah, and, and there's a lot to digest. And you're right, Bully, when you talk about the crowd being back. And we talked about it yesterday. Listen, SmackDown on Friday, I thought an excellent show. I mean, the crowd carried that show. I mean, there was nothing to complain about on, from SmackDown on Friday. And Vince McMahon coming out and saying, where, where have you been? Man, just a magical show from top to bottom and got me juiced and got me excited. Money in the Bank, uh, I mean, a sold-out crowd, fantastic show. The matches were incredible. And I was so juiced, I couldn't sleep Sunday night because I couldn't wait to get on the air to talk about it yesterday. And honestly, Bully, yesterday coming out of the show, I was like, I can't wait to talk about some of this stuff with Bully on Tuesday. You know, you know, you were out celebrating your birthday. You know what I'm saying? Your 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 birthday celebration carried into Monday because that's what happens when you're a Hall of Famer. You know, you get a, a weekend plus of uh, birthday celebrations. But I'm like, man, on Tuesday, this is what Bully and I are going to be. I, no matter what happens on Monday Night Raw, we're going to be carrying these good vibes into Tuesday. And I understand what you're saying about the crowd last night. But Bully, man, you called me after the Keith Lee match. And then I called you after what happened with Gary and Cross. And just a lot of question marks and a lot of whys. I don't get it. I, I don't understand the WWE's fascination with Goldberg. I get Edge. I get Cena. The Goldberg thing just completely goes over my head, Bully. I, I think that the powers that be really like Goldberg. I think Vince and Bruce Pritchard like Goldberg. And thus, they keep bringing him back. Bobby Lashley defeating Goldberg at SummerSlam will be a good setup for whatever's next. I would imagine that next is Brock Lesnar. So that's how they look at it. Goldberg's a star. He's a Hall of Famer. So Bobby gets a credible win. In fans' eyes, I'm not sure they see it so much. And Dave, one of the things I thought about last night is when we start talk, when we talk about fans in the WWE universe, there's two sets of fans. It's the fans that the WWE want to cater to, which is your normal WWE universe fan that only consumes what's on television. And then there's the internet wrestling community fan, which, you know, has their way of looking at things. The IWC uh, WWE fan is never going to like the Goldberg suggestion, the Goldberg idea. They're going to hate it. And I understand why. Do I think it's a credible win for Bobby Lashley to beat Goldberg at SummerSlam to move on to his next opponent? No, because at this point, a lot of people have beaten Goldberg. Yeah. And why does Goldberg get to just waltz back in? And we've had this conversation before. Why does Goldberg just get to waltz back in and jump ahead of the line of the, you know, Drew getting another rematch? I mean, I, I'm sure Drew has some step where he, he's not allowed to have a, another match or something. But w why? Why do we just continue to allow that to happen? Give me a reason. I would, have I would have loved to have seen Goldberg say, I'm next, and then Bobby Lashley say, no, you're not, and walk away. And then you're like, whoa, what do you mean, no, you're not? Now you got to tune in next week, and maybe Goldberg comes back, and he's like, no, nah, you're not just waltzing in here again. Isn't anybody going to be smart enough to head Goldberg off at the pass? 
How come nobody pumps Goldberg's brakes? How come Bobby Lashley didn't say, no, you're not next? And next week he turns around and says, you know what? You show up, you lose, and then you go home. So now if you want to show up and get a shot at this championship, you got to beat three people. And you know what you do with Goldberg, Dave? You do with Goldberg what you did day one with Goldberg in WCW. Have Bill have three 30-second matches. Spear jackhammer, spear jackhammer, spear jackhammer. Now he did exactly what the world heavyweight champion said he had to do to earn a shot. Now as a fan, I'm like, all right, well, well, Lashley set out, Lashley pumped the brakes, said, no, screw you. You're not walking in here and just getting a shot. But I'll tell you what, Bill, you want a shot? You go through this guy, this guy, and this guy, and then I'll give you a shot. Bang, bang. Now you got three weeks of Goldberg on TV. Old school Goldberg. Bell rings, spear, jackhammer, one, two, three. It's going to work because you're giving, you're going to give the fans Goldberg's two biggest hits, the spear and the jackhammer. And now he shows up on week four, gets in Bobby's face, says, I did whatever, what, exactly what you said you wanted me to do. Now I'm next at SummerSlam. Now the champs got, now the champs backed into a corner. Now he has to face Goldberg. Does that work? It definitely works. And then he can have, like you said, like a little mini streak here. Like, you know, uh, Goldberg's known for the streak. And then last you could say, you know what? I'm looking at your record. You're two and four. Your last six matches with the WWE. How about you get a little win streak here before I consider having a match with you at SummerSlam and then do just what you said, Bully. Jackhammer, 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 jackhammer. Match with Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam. You get Goldberg, like you said, people will be interested. I got to see if Goldberg can win these matches week in and week out leading up to SummerSlam. So you get a little pop in the rating on Monday Night Raw. And then you get the match with Lashley. With Lashley going over at SummerSlam. That's a credible win because... What I said is co- completely true. He came back. This is, you know, WrestleMania 33, he loses to Brock. Then he had the Super Showdown match with The Undertaker, which he lost. Then they had the Make Good match because things didn't go well with The Undertaker. And he beat Dolph Ziggler. He beat The Fiend to win the championship. Lost to, lost to Braun at WrestleMania. Lost to Drew McIntyre at the Royal Rumble. Do we really need Goldberg to come back to lose again at SummerSlam to Lashley? You just did that. For Drew McIntyre. This is almost, this is exactly what you did for Drew. So it doesn't really do anything for Lashley, in my opinion. I understand. But fans are back in attendance. The WWE Universe is excited. Goldberg is a WWE Hall of Famer. They put him out there. They they keep seeing what they can get out of him. They must be getting something out of him. And I know Vince likes him. So listen, Goldberg is a... Is, a, is an older gentleman who still goes to the gym. He looks phenomenal. And Vince McMahon is a, a mark for that kind of stuff. So opportunities and chances are still given. Do I think it's right from a business point of view if the WWE believes that their diehard universe fans will enjoy Goldberg, then I guess they're making a decision in the best interest of their fan base. Do I think the internet wrestling community wants to see this? Probably not. But At the end of the day, when I see Bobby Lashley beat Goldberg in about five minutes or so, am I going to be like, oh, my God, Bobby Lashley is ready for just about anybody? Not really, because I've seen Goldberg get beaten four times, just like you said in the past whatever uh, amount of time it's been. 
This is Jimmy Smith, voice of WWE Monday Night Raw and host of Unlocking the Cage on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. And I'm here to let you know that Unlocking the Cage is now available as a podcast. That's right. You'll get my take on the trending stories in combat sports and interviews with some of the biggest names in the fight game. I'm bringing you shows every weekday. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app free for most subscribers. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Bully, congratulations to your new Raw Women's Champion, Nikki Ash. How'd you feel about the cash-in? How'd you feel about Nikki Ash as your uh, new champion? Uh, I'm happy that she came up with what she says was a character that she developed and she pitched and to see it come to winning a championship and a pretty cool moment in front of a crowd where the crowd popped big time. I think that's probably one of the three big pops of the night along with Cena and Goldberg. So kind of hard to criticize uh, something that was as over as that was last night. So how do you think a character that Nikki Ash created was able to make it all the way through creative, all the way to Vince, and then last night she cashes, she, she wins the money in the bank, and then last yep. night gets the cat cash in and pins Charlotte Flair. Yeah. How do you think that made it all the way through? They must have believed in it. They must, uh, they must love it. They must want to get behind it. Why? 
What about her character that she came up with made uh, um, made it as far as it did? I think it's a combination of a lot of different things. The underdog and everybody gets behind the underdog. Um, you know, superheroes are really hot right now. So, you know, it's a, it's, it's a pseudo superhero. Plus, it's a feel good. You know, she's somebody that... I'm I try hard and you know and and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do my best and when you work as hard as I do you're going to be able to make it and I know where you're going to it puts smiles on people's faces ding 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 circle gets the square it is a character that they can sell merchandise with and puts smiles on people's faces that's it now do you want to see Nikki Ash defend her championship uh, that's a great question because do I want to see? I do. That's what I do. Great questions and crab cakes. That's another t-shirt. Uh, do I want to see Nikki Ash against Charlotte like I did the match that I watched at Money in the Bank? No. Do you think she's a long-term world champion? No. They blew through it kind of quickly. Yes. I mean, this is like what a two-month build from day one, if that. Okay. Last night was her payoff. I remember watching her last night for like the last 10 to 15 seconds. She was on Raw standing there, standing with the people, championship in the air. And I was like, enjoy this moment, girl, because you never know how long it's going to last. I don't know how a character or a gimmick like Nikki Ash can continue to be a woman's champion when you have the likes of the Rias and the the Charlottes and you know, maybe the eventual returning Becky who is at home breastfeeding and is still more over than any woman on the roster right now. That's at least according to her and her Twitter machine. Um, Once again, doing a great job on social media, even when she's not in the ring. Yep. So we'll see what happens with Nikki. Maybe she holds on, finds a way to hold on to it for a couple of weeks or so. Maybe she has a match at SummerSlam, but I see that championship coming off of her relatively quickly. Yeah, um, and I think Nikki Ash had her debut uh, as far as this character on, wow, is really at the end of June. So it hasn't even been like a full month or just about Pretty a quick. month now. Pretty quick. But yeah. she had that feel-good moment of winning the championship regardless of how she won it. She laid out, and when she when she had her moment, she you know climbed that ladder, grabbed her championship, and then last night she cashed in. Uh, it was a fun moment. It was a feel-good moment. It was uh, a happy way to go off of Monday Night Raw. I think a lot of people thought that Becky was going to show up last night. They got Nikki. They got a moment. They got a title. We, we have our fir- This was our first title change on, champ- on television, right? Uh, as far as as far any championship in front, of fan, in front of fans, yes, yes, I, I believe so. Uh, well, I'm did, not counting did the, the Usos. Win, yeah, the Usos won the tag championship. Yeah, but that was on pay per view. That was on okay. pay per view. This was so a, I, a a championship changing hands on TV. Yeah. Listen, whether it was the first one or the second one, who gives a shit? We just got people back in the arena, and it was a fun moment for them. And that's it. That's another mo- positive moment from last time. I thought Flair, uh, Charlotte, and, R- and Rhea had a pretty good match. I didn't think it was as good as their uh, pay-per-view match. Pretty good match. Um, were you going to say something about that? Did you have uh, an well, opinion that's about the, it? But, but that's the thing. Like, you know, when you look at Rhea Ripley, when you look at Charlotte, if you want to throw in Asuka and a returning Becky Lynch, you get it. This could be like, you Forget might get... Forget about Asuka. Asuka's not in my pool anymore. Sorry. Okay. All right. But after watching that match that we saw 
at Money in the Bank. If Becky does come back, how does she fit in right now with the championship title picture? I have a feeling that what we're going to get with Nikki Ash is a championship match at SummerSlam against Alexa Bliss. And if we do get a a returning Becky, would you rather see a returning Becky standing across from Charlotte Flair with no championship involved? Because I don't think Becky and Charlotte need a championship involved. I think there's enough of a grudge there. There's enough history there. There's enough story there. Or does Becky show up on SmackDown where her husband is, where life would be easier for the both of them? And knowing how much uh, they love Becky and Seth, I I don't see any reason why you would, especially now that we're going back on the road. I I don't think they want to break up uh, Seth and Becky being on the road together, especially now with the young child. So I would think, Bully, that she's most likely going to go to SmackDown and not Monday Night Raw. And now it makes sense. If Charlotte was the champion... It would be a different discussion. But with Nikki Ash as the champion, I don't think Becky fits on Monday Night Raw. Uh, I have no desire to see Becky Lynch standing across from Nikki Ash. Absolutely not. For what reason? Yeah. I want Becky coming back at the absolute perfect moment. But who's the perfect person for Becky to come back and stand across from? I guess to me, it's, Sa- it, to me it, is it Sasha? I mean, I mean Charlotte would be the one, but that's what I mean. It, it yeah. feels like it. It feels like it has to be Charlotte. I just don't know if it works right now for the for for the reasons that you just said. And I get what you're saying, bully, about you don't need a championship with Charlotte and Becky. But if you have Charlotte and Becky in a match or in a feud, that's going to overshadow the title picture because whatever Nikki Ash is doing cannot compare to Charlotte and Becky Lynch. WWE doesn't, it doesn't care if that match overshadows the title picture. There have been plenty of matches out there that have overshot uh, overshadowed title pictures to them. It's all about star power and the selling of a pay-per-view or the selling out of an arena. I am a little worried with Nikki Ash though, for this reason. If it looks like it's setting up with a match with Alexa Bliss, there's a history there. There's a story there. But as you saw, even on Money in the Bank, they're going full throttle with Alexa Bliss, hypnotizing people and, and you know, and, and using these supernatural powers, which, again, why didn't she just have the, the belt drop into her hands at Money in the Bank if you're going to go that way? Um, but it's th- this is going to be hokey. I mean, you know, I think moving forward, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. I always get nervous nervous when it invo- involves a title. You can have Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross in a story that's hokey and supernatural and all this stuff. I just hate when it involves a championship title. Uh, I agree. Do you think putting a championship on Alexa Bliss? Um, does it, forget about what you think. Does it do anything for you? No, if Alexa because, Bliss was to beat Nikki Ash to become the champion, does that? No, because we saw that with the Fiend. You know that we said there's a complete disconnect with the Fiend and the title. Uh, this, it's an interesting discussion. We got to take a break. Let's let's come back with the Nation, and then we got to get in ten minutes. We got to get into John Cena's return on Monday Night Raw as well. We'll do. A, we got a lot to do when Bully and I are back right here on Busted Open. 
Sirius XM presents an exclusive podcast. Comic-Con begins. Comics, science fiction, monster movies, Star Trek, fantasy, Star Wars. Learn how a group of high school comic book fans, children were going to the back of a dirty bookstore, started what became the biggest annual pop culture event in the world. Geeks are running Hollywood now. Comic-Con changed my life. Comic-Con begins, a six-part series. All episodes available now on the SXM app. Download today, free for most subscribers. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. I really don't understand, ultimately, Bully, why you had Karrion Cross on the show at all. Like, you put Karrion Cross, which you would think is going to be a little bit of a commercial for NXT, so people start watching NXT, because, Bully, I, I, would, I, I don't think I'm unfair in saying that they have to be disappointed in the ratings for NXT. We, we praise NXT up and down on this show, but people aren't watching in droves. They have a consistent fan base that tunes in but it's not a large fan base by any stretch compared to I mean, smackdown they, and raw they did north of uh 700 000 last week okay maybe a, maybe a little on the high end of what they're used to right yeah i mean it's usually between like the six and seven hundred thousand is what uh the nxt viewer does so i'm thinking all right you know what hey the wwe wants to get it behind this a little bit more they put carrying across on and people will be like Oh, hey, the only way, you, since he's the champion, the only way you can watch Karrion Cross is by watching NXT. Makes sense. But it doesn't make sense in what was played out last night. Because he is your NXT champion. He lost in a minute and 39 seconds. And we're not, we're not going to see him on Raw again, Bully. I mean, is are we? I mean, he says to Jeff Hardy, is, is Jeff Hardy now going to move to to NXT? I mean, is that possibly happening? Uh. I'd love to, if you're not doing anything with Jeff Hardy on the main roster, sure. But Jeff Hardy is a, is a fan favorite, and he is a live event um, mainstay. You want yeah. people come, you know, you, you can't 
send uh, Jeff to NXT or exclusively to NXT. You want him there for the fan experience. Jeff is one of the absolute best at that. If you want him pulling double duty, that's good. If if Jeff showed up unannounced on NXT tonight, that would be great. It'd be intriguing. The thing with NXT is you know what you're getting every week. You're getting NXT. Yes, uh, what... Um, not Dana Brooke. Uh, Mandy Rose did show up last week. Are you really intrigued at tuning into NXT tonight for Mandy Rose? I- I'm sorry, I'm not. No, because you st- you saw her every week uh, uh, on Raw with Dana Brooke running away from Nia Jax. I tell you this: if Jeff Hardy picked up his Twitter machine right now and said, "I'm showing up to NXT tonight," would I be intrigued? Yes, then I would. Yeah. But but Karrion Cross is also in a story right now with Samoa Joe. Now Samoa Joe, we don't know if he can get into the ring and actually compete. I mean, I mean, you hope he could. I mean, the story has to lead somewhere, but you're right. If Jeff Hardy was to pick up his Twitter and say, yes, I will be on NXT to address Karrion Cross." I'm tuning into that. Other than Napoli, there's, they're not giving me a reason to tune into NXT. So what if the story was this? What if the story was, yeah, Jeff put his feet on the ropes, and yes, Karrion Cross said you made a huge mistake, and yes, Karrion Cross has to show up tonight on NXT, and maybe he acknowledges it, and the whole situation with Joe plays out. And now Joe has to turn around and say, I can't wrestle. Was the match supposed to be, was there supposed to be a match tonight with Joe and Cross? No, because. It, but it, they're it, building towards one. Yes. Well, after what happened last week, most certainly. Right. So what if the, the story was going to be where Joe says, well, you know what? At the beginning of this whole thing, Regal said, it, said I could not, you know get involved and I'm not medically cleared, but my replacement is Jeff Hardy. And what if you get Jeff Hardy versus Karrion Cross on NXT in a couple of weeks from now where Karrion Cross beats Jeff Hardy? Oh, okay. I mean Still I'm, a I'm shitty way to debut last night on Raw. Yeah, it's it's there there's a thousand different ways you could have done it where it would get you emotionally invested. But but what you're saying, Bully, is a last glimmer of possible hope and trying to explain what took place. That is probably, there's no chance of that happening. I would Dave, say. that's what I do. Crab cakes and hope. <laughs> that, dude, that, that should be a t-shirt. Crab <laughs> Bully Ray, crab cakes and hope. <laughs> uh, but that, I don't think that's what's going to happen. I don't think that's what's going to take place. I actually think what you just said at the end of the first hour with like Vince McMahon, this is your punishment for losing to AEW. That sounds more, as crazy as it seems, that sounds more logical. It really does. Hate to Bully, think that way. Bully, why, why, why would you want to tune into NXT tonight? You just for the same their... reason. Listen, for the same reason everybody tunes in. It's their built-in audience. Do you really think that? 650,000 to 700,000 people are not tuning into NXT tonight because Karrion Cross lost last night. No, but Bully, if you played it right, maybe you might get another 100 to 150,000 people tune into NXT tonight. Maybe if they had Karrion Cross just beat the fucking shit out of somebody and you were like, holy shit. Bully, let me just rewind. Let's rewind the tape to before that match. All right, and you put a different opponent in there, whoever, it could be anybody. You give that full blown entrance of Karrion Cross and Scarlet. I mean, I, I mean, I would say probably the best entrance in all of wrestling right now. You give us that entrance, and then you have them just dominate somebody for a minute and 39 seconds, and then him take the microphone. And say, you know, TikTok or whatever, whatever he wants to say. And then the commentators say, 
you know, this whole story about him and Samoa Joe. and uh, Dude, you might pick up another 100 and 150,000 fans to NXT. That's not out of the realm of possibility. So this show that's really struggling in the ratings, and let's face it, when you look at the week of pro wrestling, that, that they're not competing right now. But if you do that, hell, maybe they are. Maybe, you know, maybe tonight we'd be talking about them getting 800,000 viewers or possibly 900,000 viewers. Why can't you do that? Why, no, I, but bully, why can't you do that? I agree, Dave. I agree. That's how I would be doing it, and your idea is good. Once again, I don't know why they decide, hey, let's take the NXT champion, let's just throw him out on Monday Night Raw, let's only give them half of his entrance, let's give them none of Scarlet, and then have him lose in a buck 39 to a babyface who put his feet on the ropes. To me, the world of professional wrestling that I come from, all of that is wrong. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out a story that would make sense. What I just came up with a couple of minutes ago, maybe that's the way they're going to go. But they would have been much, it would have done Karrion Cross a lot better if Cross would have killed Jeff Hardy, if they would have absolutely needed Jeff Hardy to go over. Cross slips on the banana peel, kills Hardy again afterwards. So Jeff Hardy got his win, but Cross still looks like a killer. Cross, Jeff Hardy might have went over, but Cross would have got over for the way he treated Jeff Hardy. Yeah, but bully, or. Or you just have Karrion Cross beat the shit out of Jeff Hardy so bad that he gets the one, two, three. And then afterwards, Dave, remember back in the day, after a, a heel would beat, win a match, would inflict yes. punishment on the babyface, and the referee would reverse the decision and then decide that he is awarded the match to the babyface? Do you yep. remember that? They did it yeah, every once in a while. He would get disqualified because he would just continue to beat the hell out of the person. The referee would reverse the decision. Yep. Why couldn't you do that? Have have Cross go over in a buck 39, continue to beat the crap out of Hardy. Referee has reversed the decision. Cross grabs the referee, boom, spikes him right on his head. And turns around and goes, fuck this place. I'm going back to NXT. And I want wow. you to follow, and I want you to follow along with me. See you tomorrow night on NXT. Now you just made somebody. Yep. But you know what? Maybe they didn't want to make Karrion Cross, or maybe they, they they're waiting did. to. Maybe they're waiting to make Karrion Cross. But I know this: you never get a second chance to make that first impression. Yeah, I mean, shit, dude. You want to make a debut? Do it. Do it full blown. And also, too, Karrion Cross wasn't exactly dominant in that minute and thirty nine seconds. He was. He was flat on his back in the ring. But Jeff Hardy was going for the Swanton. I was like, I, I never in a million years, bully, was expecting Karrion Cross. To lose that match, but I was shocked just how much offense they gave Jeff Hardy in that match. I was like, "Holy shit!" They actually have him flat on his back, and Jeff's going for the Swanton. I'm like, I can't believe. It. Now I'm thinking, Karen Cross is still going to win the match. He didn't even win the match. Uh, wow. I, I mean, I, and then I'm, and then the heel, in the traditional sense, the, you never want the heel to really roll out of the way because then that shows that the heel outsmarted the babyface. So if the heel would have got his knees up or something like that, that would have been better. So what they did last night was they had the heel outsmart the babyface, and then the babyface cheated to beat the heel. What planet is this? What universe is this? This is the bizarro universe of the <laughs> Bully. WWE. Bully, and here's the thing. We're so caught up in carrying cross that we didn't even we haven't even discussed that part of it. 
Here's Jeff Hardy that you're saying, Bully, is one of the most beloved wrestlers in all the... I mean, for crying out loud, Bully, the guy is 6 and 30 in his last 36 matches since September. It doesn't matter. They still love Jeff Hardy. They gave Jeff Hardy his old music back yesterday. Everybody's going goo goo gaga. They, they're talking about, oh my God, Jeff's music's back. Jeff's mu- Yay! Yay! Jeff's music's back. We guys, we got our old Jeff Hardy back. And he cheats to win. How, what logical sense does that make? In what world? And then Scurry, he gets, he cheats to win and Scurry's off. I, I, to the, to the writer or the agent that came up with that match, do you understand the roles of a baby face and a heel? Do you, does, does anybody know what the fuck is going on at that place? Well, Dave, let me pump the brakes on you because that whole entire thing is approved by Vince McMahon. He's lost it. What, what, whatever, whatever ideas that they had for that match now has to be somehow told in the ring. And the producer has to help it. Like I said, you know what? Screw it. I'll just say it. My idea is better. My idea is considerably better than what they did last night. Karrion Cross should have killed Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy should have found a way to roll Cross up. One, two, three. Cross kicks out very quick. Murders Jeff Hardy. And then murders the referee and says, screw Monday Night Raw. I'm heading back to NXT. Everybody now wins. How does that not work? Now, maybe from somebody from WWE is going to call the hotline and go, well, Bubba, that we have a two-month uh, arc scheduled for Jeff Hardy and Karrion Cross, and it works out better to do it this way. I can guarantee you, not knowing their arc the way they did it last night was not the right way. Now, and nobody from the WWE is calling in because they're all drinking Karrion the Cross did not get over a lick last night nope. with any aspect of his um, uh, entrance, character, nothing. Such a shame. It's it's such a shame. It really is. And your idea, Bully, Gabby's idea, Andre, you could pick up a fucking rock in your yard and say, Rock, what would have been a better idea? And that rock would come up with a better idea than what they did last night. It's a fucking shame. It's a fucking shame. And you know what, Bully? I'm going to go back to it. Sounds crazy. And you could call me the insane talk show host on Sirius XM. He's buried. Vince McMahon is burying NXT. He's burying NXT. Let me say. Let me say it again. Vince McMahon is burying NXT. And you could drink all your fucking WWE apologists could drink it. Oh, oh my God! It tastes uh, when it hits my lips. It tastes so fucking good. Uh, it's so sweet and tasty. Uh, uh, give me more. Uh. He is burying NXT. Fucking burying it. That was an opportunity to gain viewers. And you lost it. You dropped the fucking ball. I would have never brought Keith Lee back to the main roster. I would have put him back uh, to NXT where he could have shined and flourished. And maybe if he would have started to develop into the talent that Vince wanted him to, he could have been called back up at a later date. I would, have, I would have parked them there where you can um, accentuate the positives, hide the negatives. I would have never have had Karrion Cross on my TV last night. It was absolutely pointless. Maybe in two months from now, I'll be eating my words. And if, and if I have to, I definitely will. Hey, but still waiting on saw- retribution. Still waiting on retribution. That's still playing out. 
uh, you got to be patient. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation program director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.